right, welcome to another episode of the Your Home Buying Guy podcast. This is your one-stop shop home buying guide where every week I'm going to bring in industry experts to answer all of the most common home buying questions. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and this week we are joined by Christine Straziri out of Remax Triumph Realty in Billerica. Christine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. <laughs> I'm loving it. I want to start this off letting you brag about yourself for a little bit. So tell us about you know, yourself, how long you've been a realtor, why did you decide to become one, uh, what made you decide on the Billerica market? I'll pass it over to you here. I got my license in 2016. I was just part-time because um, I kind of wanted to try to figure it out. But honestly, doing it part-time did not work for me. I needed to go all in. So after having my license for a little bit, I joined a brokerage full-time and quit my nice nine to five Monday through Friday benefits, paid hourly, comfy job that I just wasn't going to excel or move forward in, right? It was just kind of like I was at a desk. It just wasn't for me. So my boyfriend and I had the long conversation about me going full time. And he's been such a huge su support system in this for me that we, he kind of helped me push forward for this. So when I went full time, then I finally realized, you know, I can do this, you know, worked my butt off, which I'm still doing. I've been at Remax Triumph for this is my third year here and I love it. So Bill Ricca is where I grew up. It's where I live. So I do try to focus Bill Ricca surrounding towns. Obviously, I do have some clients that are moving more further north or west, which is fine. But I do kind of base my home here in Billerica at Remax right on Boston Road. Right across the street from all of the construction that Bob yes. used to be. You may hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. So you've been a realtor for a while. Like you, you dove in seven years ago. Now it's a full-time thing, or it has been for a while. But you know, what is the one thing that you think you do better than every other realtor out there? I think that my client care of just going above and beyond for people, I really pride myself on, honestly. Like, I don't want my buyers or sellers to be stressed. I want to take on as much work as possible. I want to help give them tasks to do, but also, you know, I have checklists. I kind of go over everything in the beginning of our consults, whether you're buying or selling and break down how everything's going to go out. So communication is huge. But like I said, just going above and beyond. Like if, if someone can't be there for something, I'm there. If someone needs to clean, I've literally cleaned cabinets and kitchens before because they have to get done. You know what I mean? Not saying that I want to do that all the time, but if someone needs my help, I'm there. Like things that have to happen, you have to move forward. So I think just going above and beyond for my clients and just really being for them, being there for them any, any way that they need to, I really pride myself on that, honestly. I love that because honestly, there's so much that goes on, especially on the list side. Like you do a lot of listings and we can talk about that later as well. But there is so much that goes on that a lot of buyers just or sellers for that matter just might not be aware of. So the fact that you've been doing it for so long, that you're willing to help out on all of those things is super important, I think. Yeah. Uh, but one of the reasons that I did want to have you on, like you've got a pretty vast knowledge set. Like you've been... You've done a lot of listings. You've helped on the buyer side. Your team is very heavily involved in like new construction. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, like you've worked with a, and you have investment properties, right? So you have like a lot of knowledge on absolutely every part of the real estate process. Which side of the business do you enjoy the most? They all are great in their own way. Right. And I feel like with this business, 
there's just so many different aspects of real estate. Obviously, I love being able to own investment properties, which we just started a few years ago. That's been great. New construction, amazing to watch the entire process go down when you're on the listing side and working directly with the builder and just kind of learning the ins and outs of the actual structure and home. You know, so I feel like that kind of gives me a leg up on what I'm looking at in the future too at different homes, especially working with new construction buyers, right? Um, Helping sellers. I'm a huge visual person. So I feel like helping sellers is huge, really trying to showcase and highlight their home and the best features in it. Um, I will literally go in there and stage, help stage the property myself, move things around or hire a stager. I try to go above and beyond. I always have... um, professional photos taken. So, and also working with the client in general. I mean, that's like my favorite part. That's why I do this. I actually love what people, I really genuinely love helping people. So if we have a seller, maybe they're going through a divorce or maybe they're downsizing, maybe they're selling their home. They have to just, just raise their children in for 40 years or lost a family member. You know, everybody's going through something different. Usually there's an event in their life that is making them sell that home for a reason. So I feel like just being empathetic and working with sellers, I really enjoy as well, because again, I want to make it super easy for them that they got to sell their home and didn't have to worry too much because I was taking care of a lot of the background stuff that they didn't even have to know. about. But one of my favorite things in this business, I will say, I work with a lot of first-time homebuyers, is telling a first-time homebuyer that we got their offer accepted is just like the best feeling, like they're happy. And I'm so, so genuinely happy for them. Seriously, like I love, love, love working with first time home buyers because I feel like I, I want to train them. I want to teach them about what we're looking at. I don't want them to jump into something they're going to regret and be like, oh, my first transaction, my first house was a dump. You know, I want them to be like, Christine worked well with me and made this process so easy. She taught me a little bit about the home when we walked through. And, you know, I just really, really love that first time. There's nothing like a first time home buyer. Yeah. It, it really isn't, you know? No, you're you're so spot on. And honestly, like, we're both at the age, like, I have a, a lot of friends that are either just buying their first houses or about to start the job, like, the process now. So first-time homebuyers for me is, like, 95% of what I do, mm-hmm. right? I'm, like, so entrenched in a lot of that. Like, obviously, there are other people that I'm helping, but first-time homebuyers is a big piece of it. And watching their excitement and being able to coach them through the process, you as a realtor have significantly more to do with that process in general, like going out, searching for the homes, telling them what they should be looking for and all of that, right? The financing process in general can be so convoluted. Like there's so much going on. I'm asking them to send over 5,000 documents, right? And a lot of the time they're just like, oh my God, what is going on right now? So for me, working with the first time home buyers, like I love educating and walking them through and making the process as simple as possible because there's so much going on. And like, obviously from a, a realtor side, you're doing a lot of that upfront. I'm taking over once the offer is accepted, or at least that's my, that's what I'm trying to do. But also just like setting them up the proper way, yeah. right? You want to make sure that they know how this process is going to go. It's not like, oh, hey, here, send me this document. It's like, no, I always tell them in the beginning too, because I do a buyer consult. We sit down, yeah. we have a conversation like this is how the process is going to go. 
once you speak with a lender, they're going to ask you for a million pieces of paper and that's okay. So, you know, I feel like it's just educating them in the beginning. And a lot of people might not like that. I love it. I do home buying seminars just for fun because, yeah, you might not want to buy a house right now or you might want to buy one next year. You know, it's just getting the education and feeling like this is something that you can attain in the future, if not now. It's just really like, like I said, education is working with them. Yeah, it's awesome. you have a huge part on that. You have to be honest and upfront with them and say, hey, this is going to be your monthly breakdown if you put an offer in at this price, you know, yep. and we're dealing with two states a lot of times, Massachusetts, New Hampshire. So you're I know and I'm throwing in I'm throwing in Maine there, too. Like I'm doing all three. It's funny, like I was just talking to someone yesterday that's looking to buy up in New Hampshire and it's like he wanted to go and look at this open house. And I'm like, listen, the taxes there are two thousand dollars more than all of the houses you were looking at here, like your payment is going to go up. Mm-hmm. He still qualifies for it, but it was a little bit past what he was hoping for as far as a budget goes. And I'm like, listen, this is obviously your decision. This is what the payment's going to be. The PMI is this. Like I walked through all of the numbers and being able to walk through that with him. And eventually he decided like that extra $150, $200 a month was a little bit more than what he had anticipated he ended up moving on and was going to find something else. But being able to really have an input and show someone what they're capable of, what they should be doing, what what price point they should be looking at, I love that part of the job. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think like a lot of people don't ask or don't even think about it. And I'm like, listen, yeah. if you're going even different towns in Massachusetts, right? Taxes are different everywhere. Yeah. I feel like just the education to be like, what are you comfortable at? Make them feel comfortable. We don't want somebody overpaying for something they don't want and they don't realize it until they get an offer accepted. That's not, you know, and I I don't, some people are not educated. Yeah. They are too often loan officer. And I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't call anyone out, but I talk to a lot of people that have these conversations with other loan officers as well before coming to me and they get a pre-approval. They talk through the numbers one time and that's it. Like they basically talk about their max budget, their max pre-approval and not really what they're comfortable with. They don't ask them that question, like where you want to be from a budget perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge disservice to the buyer because realistically, if you're going in and just showing a, a max pre-approval and not having an understanding of what they're comfortable with as far as a budget standpoint, they might get so overwhelmed that they just say, okay, we're not buying a house. Yep. Like this is, this is not for us. So being able to kind of reverse engineer, and I've talked about it on this podcast, reverse engineering the budget to figure out what their pre-approval should be. Mm -hmm. That to me is fun. Fun might be a weird word for it, but you know, you know what I mean? I love that. I get it. Yeah. You have to figure out your agent, your lender, your inspector, your attorney, everybody plays a certain role in this home buying process. So if you're a first-time home buyer, you need to make sure that you have a good team behind you who's going to walk you through all the steps, who has the patience and the energy and, you know, wants to do this. So, Well, absolutely. hundred percent. So the reason I started off with such a loaded question, asking you which side of the business you like the most is because now we've got a million different areas that we can kind of dive into. I know. Right? You talked about listing, you talked about staging. For someone that's looking to potentially sell a home, like what are some of your like big tips to staging a home, getting it ready to go on the market? 
My first tip would be meet with an agent. Even if you're not ready to list your house tomorrow, in a couple months, maybe a few months down the road, you're contemplating on doing a couple things while you have time, but you plan on listing it in three to six months, contact the agent that you want to work with, sit down, do a walkthrough through the home, and let them kind of tell you what they think is going to be important, right? So if they're like, oh, I was thinking about putting new flooring in this room, painting this room, whatnot, you know, little things like that or any updates they want to do, I think that you should sit down with your agent and see what's important in that market you're in. Because honestly, I can't tell everybody to do the same exact thing. Every listing appointment is tailored to the needs of that seller, right? And they might have different um, pieces of their property that we need to highlight more than others. So I think really getting in touch with the agent earlier on to come up with a tailored plan for your listing and how you're going to move forward is going to be the best bet. Another one of the reasons that I think like you're such a good person to talk to about this from a staging perspective, you work in new construction, you're, you know, part of your team is in construction. So you're very familiar with all of the costs for these things. So when you have homeowners coming in asking you if you should add new flooring here, add new flooring there, you know what the costs are. You know if they're actually going to get an ROI, right? Like you're going to you're going to know if there's an ROI attached to it. So I think that's super important having kind of that knowledge on that on that side as well. And also so many people I know, I have great connections in my network that are all tradesmen. You know what I mean? My friend's a general contractor. My other partner in my business is a plumber. So I feel like if anything had to be done, I can always just call somebody and kind of get like a quote just to see if it's even worth it. Also, I mean, last minute yesterday, I sent over an an electrician, uh, that's my friend, to one of my seller's house. So I feel like there's anywhere a problem. I can always try to address it with them too. Yeah. Um, before anything gets listed, you know, if something's broken, uh, we just replaced, I just had my plumber go out and replaced a handle on the toilet that just kept flushing. Just like little things like that. I feel like I can set them up with, get everything scheduled um, and kind of just move forward with that. I kind of was just talking about this on last week's podcast too. Like I went to a tech school, I went to Shashian Tech for carpentry yep. and it, like I, all of my friends, not all of them, a lot of my friends are in the trades. My cousin's a union electrician. My entire family has been in it somewhere. So I have a lot of other resources that I can reach out to too. And that's one of the things I think from a, a mortgage lender perspective, I had a much different resource than a lot of loan officers out there do. So it's always, it's good to have people on both sides, a realtor that knows a ton of people yeah. and then a lender that knows a ton of people because you have multiple different bids or whatever quotes and it, it all just goes into the budget that you're looking at. So exactly. I think that's super important. Uh, yep. But from a from a new construction standpoint, there's so much that goes on, right? What is your biggest piece of advice for someone to someone that's wanting to go that route? If they are looking to purchase new construction, I would definitely say work with an agent who knows new construction, right? Just because it's new construction and it's being listed with an agent doesn't mean you have to go directly to that agent that's listing the property. I've helped buyers buy new construction that I was not listing. I just helped them buy. So where I've already been through the process multiple times, I kind of know what to look for. You want to make sure you look through the spec sheet. You want to also know, are there selections for you to choose? I would always plan for some wiggle room for spending because if there's an item that you want upgraded, they're probably going to charge you for it. Make sure when you put the offer in 
what's included in the spec sheet. If you want to try to negotiate something that's not there, let's see if we can put that in the offer and see if the builder will accommodate that, right? Yeah. So different types of flooring, different types of, you know, do they have one or two options for paint colors already included in the price, right? Things always change. I feel like with new construction, at the end of the day, the builder can change things if they need to. Sometimes yeah. they include all appliances. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they have to give you a budget. So it's really knowing like what you're looking at. So I think working with a buyer's agent who's done this before is very important. Read the fine print. Maybe do some research on the builder if you don't know anything about them. Um, make sure that you can go through some maybe homes that they've built before. See some pictures if, if there's nothing there for you to walk through right now. Yeah, just kind of looking into it as much as possible. So I know this this is probably another kind of hard to answer question, but new construction, I think when people are purchasing existing homes, right, you're pretty set in stone, like, okay, I can close in 30 days. It's a it's a either either way, it's a quick close, right? New construction, very far off. Yeah. Right? So from a from a timing perspective, how are you working with your clients and getting them to wrap their heads around how long this process might take. I always tell my buyers, usually we'll get a timeline from from the selling agent, you know, the listing agent with the builder. So yep. they may say, okay, it'll be ready in December. I'll tell them, okay, it might be ready in December, but you need to understand that this may get extended. Just don't plan on it closing exactly when someone says, because we know there's issues with stuff, right? Yeah. We know things get delayed. Um, jobs get delayed, shit happens, right? So we're not going to plan to exactly close in December. So if you are renting, make sure that we just have some wiggle room. And if they're building this from the ground up, maybe there's a foundation in or whatnot. I don't know where they're at, right? So you want to make sure you get a ballpark, but then always keep checking in to see what's already been done. See if you can go over and take a look at it. Always go with your agent. You never want to go by yourself. Um, but have your agent kind of touch base and say, hey, where are we at over there right now? Are we still on schedule? Because things happen. You know, I would never plan that you're going to close on that exact date that they tell you in the beginning. Yeah. So just kind of giving people that heads up, especially if they're working with a lender and want to try to do a rate lock. We know that this can be an issue. Right. Well, so, and, that, and that's kind of where I was going with it, too. Yeah. A lot of programs like you're only locking 90 days. And honestly, in today's market where rates are so much higher than where we've used to seeing them. Mm hmm. People don't want to walk that far out because rates might come back down. Yeah. Right. So at this point, you're in a position where, okay, if the home isn't going to close till late December, you're probably not locking right now anyway, mm -hmm. because it's going to be an expensive lock. Like you're not more than 90 days out at this point. So it's like, it, there's a lot of nuance that goes into that. And if for whatever reason, the project gets pushed out you're kind of delaying everything. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a frustrating time for buyers. And from a, a mindset standpoint, like that's, it's taxing. So how are you kind of keeping their mind right throughout the whole process? If something were to get delayed? I always prep everybody in the beginning. I try to be transparent because I don't want them to say, oh, well, it's not done. We're not going to close in December. Well, I don't know that yet, but I'm just preparing you to, you know, think that we may not close exactly on time, right? Yeah. So kind of preparing everybody in the future, um, for the future, and also communication every step of the way. Like you shouldn't just have a buyer under agreement and then just not talk to them. Like, no, need to be checking in 
seeing what's done, seeing if it's time for us to pick out selections, if possible or available, if that builder allows it, right? Yeah. We're uh, on track with all of our stuff, all of our selections, because, you know, the guys might have time to go in early to do that. So we need to make sure that we're ahead of the game on our stuff, but also communication with the lender, the agent, the builder, the listing agent, everybody needs to be kind of on the same page yeah. to know where we're at. Do you, you know, like I said, stop by, schedule appointments to stop by and take a look at the process and see where it's at. Yeah. It's kind of being transparent and upfront with people. Yeah, 100%. So new construction, obviously, there's a, a lot that goes into it. It's a lot easier on a residential purchase. You talked about your favorite part of the business being, you know, helping first-time home buyers, telling them they got their offer accepted. Well, it's so a what, rewarding part. Yeah. I like doing so, it all. Believe me, I love it all. Would never would never turn away business, right? That's what every realtor, every loan officer is saying at this point. But uh, for that first time home buyer, like what tips do you have for them going through the process now in this in today's market? Don't be scared. Talk to somebody, right? I was doing, I told you earlier, home buying seminars. And I feel like some people were nervous to go. And I'm like, listen, yeah. I'm not gonna make you do anything you don't want to do. We're literally just educating and kind of going over the process with you. And we want you to feel comfortable. We don't want you to be scared to buy the house. Yeah. I know it's a huge financial purchase, right? This is going to be the most money you're going to spend at this point. Um, and I just think people get scared. They don't understand it. And once you sit down and talk to somebody, I have had so many people, they haven't even bought yet, but they've gone to my home buying seminars in the past. And they're like, I feel so much better about this now. I just feel more educated and more confident. So when I am ready, I'll know exactly what to do. So I think it's just really educating them, making them feel comfortable, making them feel confident, make them feel heard. You're not like telling them what to do. You're not telling them they have to buy. You're not telling them anything. You're just educating them. And when they're ready, they're ready. From a lending perspective, I mean, you talk about the the first time buyer consults or just buyer consults in general. Mm -hmm. I also do something very similar. Like I've got a PowerPoint, like I've walked through a lot of numbers trying to educate them on the process educate them on the market in general uh, now and in the past. And all of it is strictly there to educate. I'm not pushing them either direction, but I want them to be fully equipped with all of the the knowledge, all of the, the know-hows about the process. Exactly. Uh, it's just, you're right. Like it's the biggest purchase they've ever made unless they've, you know, purchased a tech company, but this yeah. probably wouldn't be their first purchase if that were the case. So it is, it's their, the biggest purchase of their life, you want to make sure that they're 100% comfortable, yeah. you know, and you talk about like just getting started. I think it's very important to tell people, tell clients, tell potential buyers that if you're ready financially, there's never, there's always a reason not to buy, right? You can complain about rates. You can complain about inventory. You can complain about a bunch of different things. There's always going to be a reason not to buy. But there's always a reason to buy. Homes are appreciating, right? If you delay your purchase a year, you just potentially lost out on you know thirty thousand dollars in appreciation and another five grand in equity, right? So you're losing out on a bunch of potential equity down the road the further you push it off. And that's not to push someone that direction. But what I'm saying is rates change, refinance, inventory is an issue, right? Like there's not a lot out there, but there are some things out there. Try to attack while the iron's hot. Because interest rates are a little bit high right now, 
the buyer pool is a little smaller than we're used to. So you can go in with the little inventory. You're not competing against a million people. So go in now, try to get the house. If you're ready financially, buy the house. And educating yourself early, it's never too early. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's never too early. No one's going to make you buy anything right now. But if you get the education first, yeah. I always say stay ready, stay looking. What if the home you love you know, comes on the market tomorrow and you didn't have pre-approval, you didn't sit down and you don't know what to do. So it's just kind of like have yeah. that conversation. Then when you are ready and want to find the property, you'll move forward. Yeah. Love that. That's great advice for home buyers. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm curious. I always like ending the interviews with this. What is the best piece of advice that you were ever given in your career? I feel like I've been given a lot of good advice by a lot of different people and a lot of different situations. You know what I mean? So I feel like in this business, you have to like love this. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. All the time is something different. You're learning something new. And I think just surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you and give you good advice at those times that's needed you know, you want to surround yourself with people that you want to be like and aspire to be and work with well. Um, obviously, my boyfriend's been a huge part in my career and has always given me great advice. And the people I work with have been amazing with advice and just kind of helping me move forward. But I don't think I can like pull one quote. I mean, I think this, I mean, I think you just did. I think, I think this you just did surround did. yourself with surround yeah. yourself with people that are going to lift you up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because this business can get crazy. So you really need to be around people that you want to work with and, you know, make you better. And you plant the seeds today that are going to grow later for this business. Like you're not closing clients every single day here. Like, and I think people don't understand that and they want to do it, you know, part time, get in, they can make their own schedule, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a tough business. We all know that. So it's just like, you have to grind it out. So just having people surround you, and be positive and help you want to move forward and give you the advice when you need it and help you through different situations that you don't know that are going to come up. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the exact stat to this, but from what I remember, I think it's somewhere like 70% of real estate agents don't last longer than six months. Probably. There is the barrier to entry to become a real estate. Obviously you have to pass the test. The barrier to entry isn't super high, but what you just said is super important. You're not closing a, a loan every day. You're not closing on a house every day. A lot of people get discouraged, think it's not for them, and then they move on. Real quick, yeah. If they don't close something in the first six months, they're like, this just isn't for me. And then they decide to leave. Yeah. And being able to surround yourself with people, have a good team that are constantly pushing you is super important. You know, a lot of people say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most yes. time with. Yep. Right? You hear that all the time. All the time. If you're spending your time with idiots, yeah. you're going to be an idiot. So it, it is. It's very good advice. It's very good advice. All right, Christine, that is where we're going to wrap up. I appreciate you hopping on. This was right. a great podcast. I appreciate all of the information about the new, the new construction loans because we haven't really talked about that too much here. But really appreciate you hopping on. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll talk soon.